Pulp MX Network Production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mackles Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast. Presented by Fox Racing, BTOsports.com, the nation's leading in the leading retailer for your anything you need for your bike or body. They've got it. Use the code PulpMX when you're checking out, and uh, you can save money at BTOsports.com. Of course, short Millsaps Brayton using BTOsports.com KTM. And uh, yeah, thanks. Anything you need, bike or body, they got it. Retail, uh, they got OEM parts now too, people. So check it out. Fox Racing, Foxhead.com. Go to your local authorized Fox dealer. If your dealer doesn't carry Fox, I suggest you get a new dealer because every dealer carries Fox. Foxhead.com, the global innovation leader in motocross racewear. Flex Air stuff out now, 2016 stuff. Dungy rocks in just some of the guys wearing Fox. Thanks to uh, everybody for listening to this podcast. Appreciate it. Got a guy in the studio here this week. He's coming on the Pulp Show, so but you'll be hearing this after that. But uh, we don't have a lot of time on the Pulp Show to break down someone's career path in the industry. So better to do the uh, one-on-one podcast and uh, – He's in the studio right now. He's a Loretta Lynn's champion. He also accomplished something as a mechanic that I never even came close to doing. That is winning a national championship, uh, 250 motocross championship, and uh, now working at Pro Taper, former uh, pro racer, uh, Canadian pro racer also, Paul Perbinos. What's up, Paul? Hey, Steve. What's up? How are you? I'm just fine. I'm enjoying Vegas. The weather's wonderful. Yeah, really, right? Um, yeah. uh, first <laughs> off, I guess, uh, Pro Taper. How's that going? How do you, how do you like it? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, you, were, can, you were answer before. Yeah. So yeah. I guess my path after PC was I went to Takaraki, which is, you know, obviously answer pro taper MSR. Um, I think it was the end of 2013. And then did answer marketing manager for a little while, which uh, apparel, obviously. And then mm-hmm. moved to pro taper. And uh, after being market manager for a while, became brand manager. And, and yeah, I like it. It's yeah. like uh, it's developing all the new products, um, you know all the packaging then i have to do all the advertising i, I yeah. negotiate with the ad the, yeah. the, the advertisers figure out what to advertise um social media sponsorship um i'm sure i'm missing a lot you know yeah. even sales yeah. like I, I, basically everything yep. pro taper i'm just kind of uh trying to steer the ship you know you uh how long did you be a wrench for how long were you a mechanic for? uh i think the first time i started being a mechanic was maybe 2005 okay and so you mechanic for a long time yeah my last year was 13 okay do you find like the so you were the answer guy for a while? Yeah. Now you're pro taper. Do you find like being the more mechanical background that pro taper is like I want to say more interesting for you? Yeah, it was way more up my alley because yeah. apparel is there's a lot to learn in apparel and apparel could be apparel I've learned can be very frustrating too. But you also have to. I mean, I don't want. I don't want to call apparel guys sweet guys, but yeah, oh, no, no. If, There's a reason why Randy Valade, yeah, is an apparel guy. He's sweeter than me. <laughs> Nick Way would be an apparel guy. Yeah, I, well, I, I like doing apparel, but for some reason, you the, and I are grinders. Yeah, I, I liked Pro Taper more because you know my my background, my dad's background. You know, my dad's 
owned a machine shop for years, mm-hmm. so I kind of was closer to that stuff. I know about materials and, and processes, and I right. kind of knew more already about it. So, mm-hmm. And it was just a better move financially for me, I yeah. guess, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, something you're really excited about, Pro Tapery, coming out, uh, I saw. I call it the tiny grip line. But uh, <laughs> it's more than that. A micro handlebar kit. You've. It's When you really think about it, why didn't someone do this a long time ago? I, like, I, it's really weird yeah. that no one thought of this. And congrats. It was, from what I understand, you had a big part of this. It was one of your ideas. And you guys have brought this to the market now for a little bit. And uh, how's it going? Talk about it a little bit and what it is. Because, like I said, I can't believe no one's done this. Yeah, like, I'm ex- I'm extremely proud of it for sure. It's um, we, we call it the micro product line. So And it starts out basically with a micro handlebar kit. Okay. And um, while it wasn't completely my idea, it was basically 12 months of my life making it happen. Yeah. Um, so, like, I did everything from, you know, developing the product and putting it on kids bikes and making revisions and sending stuff to the lab to make sure everything's safe for kids right. um packaging it doing all the advertising and marketing for it um so yeah i was definitely married to it for quite a long time and um it, it, i think it's just awesome because it's we're making the sport safer for yeah. our you know the, the well, new generation for one and and you know they can it, experience riding with something that's built for them finally so yeah because for people who don't know it's it's uh it, children and this is breaking news. Yes. Children have smaller hands. Yeah. Than adults. And lots of them ride motorcycles. Yes. There's lots. Breaking news. Now, they have smaller hands. So what ProTaper has done is made the ends of the bars a diameter for a smaller hand, the grip, the throttle pull, everything made for a smaller hand. Yes. Of which from age five to, I don't know, when do you find out that they people. I, I gear it basically towards a 50, a 60, or an 85 rider. Yeah. I'm sorry, 65 yeah. or 85 rider. So let's say age five to age 14 or 13, 14, yeah. right? Yeah. Like your, Absolutely. your hands are smaller. Yeah. And so therefore you have less control of a motorcycle. Yeah. And anyone who's ridden before or experienced arm pump themselves before, sometimes they'll go to a different glove or like a smaller outer diameter grip. Imagine what that's like for a kid yeah. holding on to a grip that's built for you and I. Yeah. You know, they, they get much more tired and God. they lose control easier. You know, you know, Goddamn JT. I'm always telling JT, invent something, dude, so we can do it. So I can <laughs> yeah. I can go in with you, and we can be rich. I know. Trust and he's, me. he's done nothing. I talk and to you, my friends about this all the time, too. And you've done that, and I'm now I'm pissed at JT again for not inventing anything because <laughs> that's great. It's a great idea. Well, what, what kind of made it possible, too, is like we figured out a way to, in, I guess just as technology and time passes, we figured out a way to manufacture it to where it's just going to bend like a normal handlebar, too, it's, you know, because the problem was yeah. – do you make the whole handlebar smaller, but then you're worried about triple clamps, front brake, you know, yeah. throttle housing. Yeah. None of that stuff will bolt, bolt, will right. bolt up. Yep. Where, where this is seven-eighths through the whole range of the bar, it just tapers down abruptly right and for the grip. So the strength is still there. You're not the strength's strength is still there, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and how's there been the response been? It's been great. Like, luckily, no one has told me it's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just with anything, I think it's going to take some time. So it's so new to people. But um, every kid that I've given it to, because I, I had a few kids that helped helped mm-hmm. me develop it and you know they're sponsored pro taper riders now and mm-hmm. um none of them will go back to what they were using previously really, huh? and they're yeah. they're hooked on it yeah 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 so that's awesome and they both did it's the, just the <clears throat> it's just it's brilliant yeah it really is when you think about it like they both raced loretta lens with it for the yeah. first time those were the two kids there and i uh-huh. had to kind of make sure that they were legal and everything because the product actually wasn't in stock for loretta's that was the plan but okay. but things happen yeah. and they weren't in stock but so you, it was casey Co- class or yeah no? oh, yeah it, it was uh it was casey cochran and he won his class at loretta lens mm-hmm. and the other kid was uh is um sam Groot jr and he went uh two one two and in one of the best races of the of the of the of the week was his yeah. third moto where he almost passed the winner in the last turn it was pretty cool yeah. 
but um, so, so he did he did yeah. good as well. So they're in they're in stock. They're, they're in stock they're, now. They're, we're yeah. selling them, and we're they're, we're selling them quick too. Like I, yeah, I, so no, that's I'm, a good idea, I'm, man. I'm, yeah, I'm pumped on it. I'm proud of it. Yeah, right. I think it's I think it's cool. And uh, you've got something coming out. We won't we can't talk about it, but it's a pretty big deal for you coming out soon. You'll be, people will be hearing about it. It'll, yeah. It'll hopefully promote the crap out of out of the micro uh, yeah. micro kit. Yeah. yeah, I'll have hopefully a press release um, later in the year. It's early to talk yeah. about it, but yeah, um, yeah, no. I, just some cool pro taper news. I think that's going to be great for the hey, whole, whole brand. For micro bar, stupid JT should have thought of this. Well, you know, yeah. I, I mean, he's small too. <laughs> hey, he's small too. You yeah, been... common problem for him. <laughs> right. I know. Small guy. I know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, talk about Loretta's a little bit now. I should have done my homework before this podcast. Uh-huh. You raced forever. You you made it to pro. You're a pretty good rider, uh, but you never won Loretta's. No, never, no, no. Never did anything at Loretta's, right? Never. Nothing worth right. talking about. Like the, my first year, we went to Loretta's was 1995, and that was the year of the gnarly hurricane when okay. they, they actually did a two two motor format, okay. and we were green to the sport. Like yeah, we didn't yeah. know really. Yeah. So that was our first year there, and after that, we were kind of hooked. I did. I did shit like i won my regional even that that oh, year and okay. i think so i would have done good legit, but right? just like yeah. anything at loretta's it rained i pulled awful gate picks and i got sick but i you know it was just excuses but um right. but yeah I, I raced loretta's from 95 to 2005 every year yeah the best i've ever done was a fifth and super yeah. mini class and, and so you, you know, obviously moved on with your life became a pro uh yep. quit being a pro uh yep. got a job as a mechanic and did you always think about going back to the ranch? Like, was it always on your mind? Yeah, always. Yeah, and I, I even went back in 2008 um, because I had uh, – I knew I was going to go to Pro Circuit. Okay. So I was like, oh, man, I'll probably never get a chance to race the Redlands ever yeah. again. Yeah. So I'm going to go do it one more time. And um, I, I just I just went and did I didn't put in much effort. I think I rode plus 25 class. I think I got 12th. Um, but it was, it was fun. Like, right. I went to the beer tent. Like, I had a good – experience that yeah. week because yeah. i didn't take it serious i was like man i've always it was almost like going off to the army because you're aka pro circuit <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it is it's like it's like i know i'm never gonna race it again so i might as well do it now and i know i'll I be did. doing nothing in my life for the next uh whatever long yeah. yeah yeah um um but so this year you go back you yeah. and dan truman uh get uh buddy mutual buddy of ours uh yeah. florida guy that you grew up with uh get ignitions dan truman you guys were on, on boot camp a lot of shit talking a lot of yeah. <laughs> a lot of battles going on but hey you actually won you you went back you worked hard you trained jake yeah. weimer your old rider helped you along a little bit from what i understand and you won the damn thing yeah it was cool like i once we found out that um we could rate you know dan and i could race it we like basically I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're yeah. gonna dedicate it. We're gonna lose some weight. Yeah, that was the best thing out of it. Like, or we Dan's both, gonna lose weight. Anyways. We both we both lost weight and got <laughs> yeah, healthier out right. of the deal. So all that's right. definitely a positive. That's that's better for everyone. Yeah. Um But yeah, like I stuck to it, and yeah. I asked Jake Weimer for some help, and he told me how to train. I said, dude, just tell me what to do because I don't know what to do. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. like look at my results in the past. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> You're like, clearly, I don't know what I'm doing. Clearly, right? I don't right. know. So just tell me, I'll do it. And he said, yeah, yeah, whatever. So he gave me some things, and then yeah. you know, I was doing it for a while. I was like. Like what else can I do? Like I I want to do good. Yeah, Tell me yeah, yeah. what else I'll do and right. I'll do it. And and of course Jake's injured, so he's got time on his hands. Yeah, yeah. it was perfect. Right, right, so yeah. he was kind of like it was like his summer project. Right, and right. um, it was it was awesome. Like he was helping me with so many different things, not just about training, but like how to think on race day and just things I didn't know. And I think yeah. all the things, things combined that you with wish you would have won the time machine. Wish when, I would have when known. you were racing pro. Yeah. And like, dude, like when I was an amateur, I was fast. I always had speed. Yeah. I always got great starts, yeah. but I never was in shape, and I never knew how to mentally think. I guess yeah. on the weekend, and Jake got me there. And I think my experience as a mechanic with Pro Circuit, Pro yeah. Circuit taught me how to work hard. I went there knowing I had probably the best bike because I know a lot about motorcycles yeah. now. Yeah, and it just 
gave me confidence to do good, and I just kind of bet on myself, and I said, I'm going to make it happen, and, yeah. and it worked out. And what were your, what were your motor scores? 2-2-1. Two, two, yeah. And I'm pissed. I think it, it should have been a 1-2-1, one, one, but I um, the first moto, I had a bad start. It was like 25th gate pick or something, and I was like 8th. I think I got into 3rd by the end of the first lap, mm -hmm. and then shortly after the fin the shortly after the first lap, already in the middle of the second lap, I got into the lead. And as soon as I got in the lead, I tipped over. And then I had to get back up and go, and that like zzz, killed yeah, killed yeah. my flow and my energy. And then I sure. went from I want to say fourth, and I got all the way back into the lead with, with the two lap card. But then when I got into the lead, I was literally who was who were you battling? Uh, his name was um, I saw the results. I can't remember uh, what was his name. Blake Keaton. Okay. So I'm leading on the white flag, and I'm so god awful tired. <laughs> like I my I couldn't see good because I was so hot, like wow. blurry visioned and wow. I was kind of just like extremely tired and I yeah, was like if I do not the, slow down a little bit, yeah. I will cartwheel and yeah, I'm gonna yeah. probably get worse right. than so I was like Three motos, I, I, was I like, got time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, he's on me. I was like, he's gonna get me, whatever. If he gets me, he gets me, so he got me. Whatever. I was like, I'll take a second. I survived the first moto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was super hot, but after that Second moto. Did he win the first second moto too? No. So oh. he won a <clears throat> he won the first moto. The second moto, um, another guy won it. He got the whole shot and just kinda I was following him for a while. He just kinda took off. He just right. started inching away from me and I didn't have anything for him. Yeah. And uh But you knew you beat the Keaton kid, so Keaton. Yeah, so his name was there. Jeremy Cook, so he yeah. won. So he had a four one. Keaton had a had a uh, a one three and I had a two two. Okay. So we were two of us were Basically tied. tied yeah. And then one of us one point behind going into the last race and then uh This was plus thirty B. Well, it's not B. Oh, <laughs> what is it? It's called well, Randy. Randy loves it. It's called Sportsman. Okay. So that it's for it's for pros up to pro skill level that have never scored a point. Okay. 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 And I never scored a point. Yeah. I was never in shape. Yeah. Um. So, Randy likes to laugh at it and call it Sportsman for one because he thinks I should carry a rifle on my back and shoot a target every lap. <laughs> well, it is kind of a weird name. Sportsman. Yeah, sportsman. Luckily, they didn't put Sportsman on the number one plate. It's yeah. Just says plus thirty. Okay. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. I don't right. have to tell my kids about right, that. Right. Right. Um, but the third moto, I had second gate pick and I had my eye in a gate and the kid who had first gate pick took the gate to the left of it. And I was like, sweet, I'm getting the one I want. Yeah. Had a bitch and start. Um, well, actually here's the thing. I messed with my bike, the moto before that. So it was the third moto of plus 25. Cause I had a, in plus 25, I had a, a third in the first moto and then a 17th in moto two okay. just cooked myself. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to mess with my bike. Maybe I'll learn something. Sure, I kind of yeah. ruined that class mm -hmm. already, but I felt good. I wanted to go and get a good start and. I put this rich coupler on and I didn't think it would, I didn't think it would, um, obviously that just like a retard timing, yeah. but I didn't think it would do that on top of the start map I was using. I yeah. thought the start map would default but, to the setting yeah. no matter what, yeah. but it, it didn't, it kind of built on top of it. So you couldn't even start the bike. It was so rich. Like okay. it would just bog. <laughs> so, and I was like, so I was like, what the hell? So I just thought maybe I messed up in that moto. So then we go for the prey lap and plus 30 and I do a practice start. And, and again, like, it's just like, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah. this is. This not me at this point. Yeah, like for yeah. sure, it's something's wrong. So after the parade lap, I tell Ollie, who is my mechanic for the week, I said, "Oh, hey, Ollie came down. Ollie, oh, Ollie geez. was there for PC, and he was helping Forkner, obviously." Okay. And um, I said, "Hey, can you help me for the week, like, dude?" I I was like, "Yeah." I, I washed my bike after practice, and yeah. I was sweating. I was like, "Dude, I need help." I was like, "Any water I put in my body, I'm just gonna sweat it out yeah, trying yeah. to work on my shit." Yeah. So he helped me, and then uh, he switched the coupler on the line. We held the gate, put the stock one back on, and then. Boom, got a great start. Nice. And I think I got into the lead in like the third turn and just yeah. took off and it was no, pitching moto. For you, a guy, I qualified one time in 88. Never even went. Didn't care. Didn't know anything about Loretta's. Mm -hmm. But I know since coming down to America, 
that for amateur motocross and motocrossers in general, this Loretta Lynn's race is just it. I mean, it is just what defines your childhood it is. for many people. Okay, I never, I never understood that. I never got involved in it, but I get it, you know, now. Yeah. So at some point in that last couple laps, were you thinking about all this? Where you're like, I'm going to win this thing. I'm finally going to win. And, I, I, dude, I, I didn't really think that or freak out, believe it or not, until the very last turn. Okay. And I that I just got to owe it to Jake again for telling me what to focus on, what to yeah. think about. And, and honestly, it's so and hard there, to do right? it. He was there. Yeah. That was the cool part. He yeah. flew in on, like, Friday. So he caught my last two races. The last okay. race of 30 class was on Saturday. And he just gave me some advice. But he said he was more nervous watching that race than he was at, like, Anaheim 1. Or, <laughs> yeah, like, when yeah. he was going for his championship, right, he was nervous. He right. said he was very, very nervous, which is cool. Like, yeah. it was just um, – I don't know. It was special because uh, just put in a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort, a lot of sacrifice from my wife, Erico, yeah. because we had a uh, – you know, he wasn't even one yet, our, our kids. So uh -huh. I would come home from work and I'd be like, hey, I need to exercise a little yeah. bit. And she's like, oh, I, I need, a, I need a break. Like, <laughs> hold the kids. So but yeah. she was a trooper through all that for sure. But – um, well worth it. So like, yeah, dude, yeah, best, best feeling cool. ever. We won't talk about Truman's results. No, Dan's not proud of his results, <laughs> but Dan has, Dan has speed still just like he ever has for sure. He claimed he beat red dog at, at out at the, at Reed's place. If it was less than a five lap race, he might, he might, he might have, have. Yeah. 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 Cause um, he can go just as fast. No. So that's cool. It's a cool deal. I, I, uh, I follow you on social media and stuff and I saw how proud you were and pumped you were to win. And then that's like I said, I don't. I don't. It didn't happen to me, but I get that guys who grew up in racing. That was Loretta Lindsay. It was I mean, like, just... dude, that's what my I did with my parents and my family every summer. Like yeah. they would they would close their business for that yeah. that time during Loretta's right. and send their you know they had two employees. They would send their employees on a mandatory vacation. They said, hey, we're <laughs> we're going to Loretta's. That's yeah. what happened every year, and yeah. we did it for ten years yeah. straight. But so it was, um, um, yeah, it meant more than growing up. Uh, growing what uh, growing in Florida? What part of Florida? So I grew up in South Florida, and there was really no tracks in South Florida, yeah. and that's why I think. Did you um, know the Butler Brothers? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I've known them for okay. years. So for you, years. Eddie Ray, and Butler Brothers, yeah. and all that. Okay. Yeah, I knew all of them forever, and. Because um, we've and had we've had Eddie, and Eddie's, yeah. Eddie's unique. Yeah, I like Eddie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just kind of I don't know. I started to meet more people in Northern Florida, and yeah. uh, Pat Nicolini was a big one. Oh yeah. So Pat obviously was Godfather. great friends with Timmy. Yeah. And that's how I met you at Timmy's. So Timmy kind yeah, of Pat got me onto Timmy's track to ride when I was on an eighty. And yeah, I first saw you. You weren't pro. You were riding one twenty five Yamaha oh five. Yeah. Earlier, probably in oh, 2001. 2001? Okay. Like that. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. And uh. uh um. You were kind of just brought up in the Florida sort of world right with yeah. yeah 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 and i would just you know i'd spend summers at pat's house at dade city just riding because the tracks were better and would you really huh yeah, yeah. i spent a couple summers yeah. at, in dade city and i would go to the saturday morning riding school with randy yoho yeah. okay and yeah. he would make me cry sometimes about telling me to get <laughs> off my clutch and but it's crazy all the things that you do growing right. up racing you know i used to i've gone to some schools at loretic with travis blackburn and i still to this day use use a stuff. little of bit of yeah. that everywhere yeah, and yeah, yeah. and and, dude, I've been so many places because of motorcycles and right. raced so many different places and have been alongside so many great guys at, yeah. at, as a mechanic. Like, I just learned so much that I was able to apply myself when I raced again. So it was a big deal for me. Uh, so coming up, you, like you said, you got a fifth at Loretta's or whatever was your best yeah. thing. Yeah. You turned pro. You won. Did you win the LCQ at Bud's Creek? What? Where I? No. Where I remember your big result. Uh, where like, I, w I won. I won. What did you won win? A, well, Heat race. It was a. They had so back then they had Saturday Saturday yeah. qualifiers to yeah. get to Sunday, and right. then they had Sunday qualifiers if you weren't top ten in points. Yeah. So top ten went to the gate, and I won a Sunday qualifier that day. Okay. Um. So yeah. I had like 
I want to say it was 12th gate pick right, because yeah. it was the top, top 10. 10 the then Bubba showed up, yeah. the past champion or whatever, right. and then I went to the gate after yeah. him. Yeah, how, um, how cool was that? That was cool. That was that was a big yeah. deal too. And that that was the previous week to. I was on the road with my mechanic, who was my buddy at the time, and we were. That was like my. I'm gonna do the nationals this year, yeah, and yeah. it was round yeah. four, and he was injured in that co- uh, Corvette accident with Pastrana. That, oh, was, that was my mechanic. That was your, bu- your mechanic. Yeah. Oh, shit. So I raced Bud's Creek the week after that accident. Pat Nicolini was my mechanic because okay. he was up there to watch yeah. the race. And then after that, it was kind of like, well, I don't have anyone going the road with me. Like I'm going home. Yeah. And and your parents weren't loaded, right? I mean, no, no, no. Like and that they was they could, but. And that was a big deal, I think, <laughs> growing up. Like, they always had enough money to take me racing. I had good bikes. And like, mm-hmm. But um, it, it was really my dad's health kind of as I was as I was turning professional. His health was getting bad, and I uh-huh. didn't want him at the races. Like, I didn't want him washing my bike yeah, and loading yeah. all that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, driving I just, all night I just didn't want, yeah, yeah, want yeah. that for him yeah, yeah. because it was tough for him. So that kind of made us buttheads because I was like, oh, I don't need you at the races anymore, blah, blah, blah. He's pissed, right? Yeah, he's so your pissed. Da- your dad is old school Checo. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh he yeah. He's old school so, Checo. And he's like, you ain't gonna, he's like, you need me there to be on your ass for you to do any good right, and blah, right, blah, blah. Right. And I didn't want to waste any mon- any more money. And it was kind of like I either had an option of, oh, these are going to continue, you know, I remember one focusing time, like, on racing, go to MTF, or yeah. decide to go to college. And I, remember, I went to college. I remember one time at Red Dogs, I'm like, who's this guy? And he's like, oh, he's my buddy Paul. And, oh, yeah. I'm like he's pretty fast. Yeah, he's fast, but he doesn't really have it together. He's, he's <laughs> like, like there was something like, like he's fast, but he's just a mess. Like he's a sketch. He's sketchy or mess. His program is like something like that. Hmm. Like where he was like, you're fast, but you. Well, the butt, the butt thing is, is j- I would just never finish the race. Like yeah, everyone, yeah. I, and I don't know why I couldn't realize this was this the back then. Had, but I would p- honestly always get a great start, always yeah. and always fade. Yeah, always. And what's the, one of the most embarrassing things for me was one year at Loretta Lynn's. I whole shot at the 450 Pro Sport race, and it was like Emig, Brian Gray, like yeah. good guys. Yeah, yeah. And I led for like seven laps. Yeah. And dude, the race is only 10 laps long. Right. And I still got seventh that moto. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, I yeah, led yeah, for yeah. seven laps and got seventh. Right. That's how bad. It didn't fall. That's how quick. And, and didn't, didn't fall. fall. That's how right. quickly it fell apart. Like yeah. when one guy passed me, it's like, oh shit, arm pump, mistake. Yeah. Where's the next guy coming? Like I was, right. a, I, was a mis- yeah. I was a mess. You yeah. had a full PC YZ125, I think, suspension and everything when I met you first time. Mm, I, think. I don't know. I, no? Maybe just an engine. Yeah. We didn't, we never really. How you had the show of stuff on? No. You never had the show of stuff no, on? No, we've, ne- okay. we've right. never bought never that stuff. Um, I did teach you how to wash a bike, though. You my, did. My claim to fame. You did. Yeah. Always start your your so, bike after you wash it. And, and in a way, I have a small top piece of Dean Wilson's title. You do. Very I had cool. to wash the bike over yeah, twenty four times that year. Kind of so. like that Southwick sand right there. Yeah. Like I have a little piece of that. Yep. Um, you're th- you're there. So how did the, and also two people who may remember you from Canada, Blackfoot Honda came calling. How did that come about? Like, that what was happened there? again. That was like that was looking back. That was such a great I, opportunity was that, that, that I that I blew. Okay. No, it was. Um, I want to. I, I want to say Dave from Engine Ice was maybe the one okay. that helped do it because both their guys got hurt last yeah. minute, so they brought me and Shane Lusk up. And dude, I never even rode a Honda until I got there on right. Saturday <laughs> and rode the qualifier. That's yeah. when I rode a Honda. Yeah. And what um, race did you go to? What, what was Barry it? Okay, was the Barry. first yeah, one, yeah, yeah. and then Moncton was the second one. Yeah. And I think Barry was a sand race and. I mean, I did, uh, I did I did decent. I was top ten for sure, but right. I was in the front for a while and I faded like I always yeah. do. Yeah. And then, did um, you never train? You just never, or you knew how to? Tra- I mean, you saw no. Red Dog training, but you just—I don't know if I did or not. I don't okay. know. I just yeah, didn't. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, I to tell you, I don't know why. Yeah. My, my parents probably told me I needed to do something, but I was a a dumb prick right. teenager probably yeah, that told yeah, me yeah. I know I know how to yeah. do it. Blah right. blah blah. Yeah. So no, I don't know. I, I just never figured it out. Never had a trainer. So, never, never did it. 
How many rounds it last? You lost the back foot. Two. Okay. Two. I got clipped after the second round. I remember, you, I remember my mechanic on the pit board said corners suck in the second moto, and I was so pumped up, just fading. And I was like, this is awful. <laughs> Didn't have time to train or get ready for it. Like, yeah. I literally got a phone call on Monday, and I was right. racing on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So. And Blackfoot was harsh back then, too, were. dude. Like, they were. They, yeah, they would just be like, yeah, screw you. We'll get another kid. And they're like, they're yeah. like oh, we're going to. You know, we're gonna just bring up Shane this week. We're gonna leave you at home, basically, and but we'll bring you out for next year's tryout. Yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, well, there's my motivation. I'm gonna get ready for that. Yeah, yeah. And that, of course, never yeah, happened. Never that was happened. bullshit. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and so at some point, like you said, uh, I gotta either uh, really go down to MTF and get and turn this into pro yeah. racing, or, or go to college. Yeah, and I chose to go to college. Yeah. So, no, but no I, I don't regret it one bit. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So because I think I don't know my journey. I I guess through the industry and all I've done. I what have was the best place you ever got. Sorry. Where. Just anywhere. Best, best, best. Oh, like an outdoors, probably Bud's Creek. I got like probably 23rd overall, yeah, okay. and I've gotten imagine 10th. You, imagine if you would have got 20th. You would have never been sportsman champ. You're right. You're <laughs> right. I wouldn't have been allowed. Yeah. I've gotten 10th in heat races at Supercrosses, but. Never made a main? Never made a main. Oh, okay. I was leading an LCQ one time at Daytona and cartwheeled. Um, <laughs> I swear I thought you'd made a main before. I thought, no, I guess not. Because I used to follow you somewhat because you were Timmy's riding buddy, right? You ride his place. A little bit, yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. hey, I'm going to follow this pair of, bean, pair of yeah. genotes. Yeah. You know, dude, the Euro guy. Yeah. Juros, <laughs> or whatever yeah. the Greek food is. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, okay, yeah, so you never made a main. No. But uh, what would you go to college for? So it started out in the beginning I was just going to uh, I don't even know what it started out as marketing. Maybe I changed yeah. my major so many times at the beginning and in, right. in the beginning of college, it was like I was scheduling my classes around my riding. Okay. And then as it got harder, like yeah. as I became like a junior, at so, some point, it's the like, dream of riding. You're yeah. Like, it's yeah, like, I can't it's do like, this, like right. I got to go to those classes. I was like, so I'll just stop riding during the week and I'll just ride on the weekends. Cause yeah. I got to go to these classes. Were you still racing on the weekends? Yeah. yeah making money or that whatever? Was, right. I was just raking, racing right. local pro stuff and right. I was supporting myself kind of. Sure. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It was marketing for a little while, and then it was business management for a little while, and I ended up I ended up sticking with um, legal studies, and I actually have a minor in criminal justice. Oh wow! You're gonna be because, a cop. Well, I don't. The, the criminal justice thing was easy because there's like one extra class, and you get this minor, and I was like, oh cool, I'll get this cool yeah. high, yeah. you know, this cool minor or whatever. And, need, and it helps to get a cop. You want to be a yeah, cop? Yeah, yeah. Right? So my thought was is maybe I'll be a sports agent. I'll have a legal degree. So oh, I graduated with that. Jerry Maguire time. Yeah, something. Oh. And then, uh, well, during that time when I was going to school, I started being a mechanic on the weekend at the end of school. Okay, so were you like, like, so my dad is a car mechanic, right? So mm-hmm. growing up, we had to work on our shit because my dad was a car mechanic. So he'd be like, I'm teaching you. I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know, I'll do it to a point. Now I need to teach you to do it. So then, and then I remember him literally leaving list, uh, filter, uh, change a tire, uh, clean the power valves or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, obviously as a kid, I'd screw it up here and there, but as we got taught, how to work on our dirt bikes. Were you yeah. the same way? I kind of, yeah. Like uh, my dad did most of my bike work for me, but as I got older and I was not living at home, going to school, like I had yeah. to learn how to do a lot of stuff. So yeah. I le- started doing, you know, obviously oil changes, but I mean, no, filters, but Like clutches. top end? No, no, oh, no, no, no. Okay. No. So never got like that. So the, I was doing top ends. Oh no, I'd never got there. Okay. So I, I mean, cause you were a little faster pro obviously than I am. So no, I, I was, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't mess with engines. I asked Timmy one time if he could change a top end and he goes, you know how he does this? You know how he does that? Yeah. He goes. I think so. This is two, two stroke days. Two I stroke days. So. Two stroke days. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I'm like, how out. are you? How do you not change the top end? A piston and a ring. Yeah, well. I think so. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. So, you you did the basics. Yeah, basics. And then, so, as I was at the end of school, I needed some money to work. But you were racing or no? Yeah, at this but, point, yeah, were I mean, you? I, I wasn't racing as much. And, dude, it's hard. Like, there wasn't. Yeah. It's 
yeah. Central Florida. Like, there's yeah. not a lot you can find. So I was like, I need more money. I, I'm not comparing myself to you because I was never on your level. But at some point, I was racing, and I kept getting hurt. Were I, you like that or no? no okay, no, no. I was just I like, I was like, all right, what am I doing? No, I wasn't ever really like, okay. Guided so you just were like, much. hey, I'm gonna need to be a mechanic. Well, yeah. Well, how it started out was was the Butler brothers had a team, and they needed someone, and I was like, oh, I'll go to the races on the weekend. They'll fly me to the races. It started out like they'll fly me to the races. I would sleep in the semi, and what? I'd make a little bit of money. Okay. Yeah. And it was it was easy. It was like grips and graphics. It was easy. Oh, I thought you started with a privateer <laughs> before Butler. No. No. Okay. I went right to the Butlers. All and, right. And um, by the way, I'm super I'm super pissed because I started like living in a van. Yeah, I didn't have to do that. You went right to a semi job. Uh, it was a semi. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we asshole. slept in it. Asshole. Well, well, whatever. Yeah. So okay. in the beginning, who, it was who very. Who did you work for? Uh, first was Carson Butler, and oh, okay. then after so that, they were it still was the fl- um, they were flying Butler Brothers still yep. at this point, right? And then after, I think I only did uh, only was with Carson for a bit in that year, and then they switched me to Doug DeHaan, who was like. He was good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, he made mains and stuff. Yeah. Two-digit guy. I was Canadian, like, wow, this is Canadian. cool. Canadian. Let's not forget but Canadian. Again, so, again, it was just oil changes, graphics, grips, yeah. clutch, nothing serious. Yeah. Then then as the team started progressing, it's like, Did oh, you like it, though? Did you find, like, I you loved, enjoyed it? I yeah. loved it, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and Dougie was awesome to me, and, but he, dude, and you, he appreciated me, too. Weren't you one of those guys maybe sitting there in the mechanics area going, I could beat that guy? Not really. No? I, I never did that. I don't know. Okay. I I, I don't know. I, I just I enjoyed it because I – he he liked working with me because he knew I'm a fairly decent rider. Yeah. So it's like we could yeah. talk about stuff and and I could understand. It's not like that. yeah. and that's like s- such a big deal. I think that sure. kids that want to be a mechanic need to know like th- there's so many intangibles that you learn being a rider and a pretty decent rider yourself yeah. that you'll never be able to be taught yeah. unless you do it. Yeah. And that's a huge. That's one of Mitch's things that he's always wants people that are riders and racers because right. you just you learn so much of the intangible stuff. And like like you said like. That's a nice career path for you because I didn't start like that. So you go from Karsten. By the way, who was the fastest Butler brother ever? I've, we've had arguments with other people about this. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I Probably BB, I guess. But I, they each were better in their own times. Like in All the right. beginning, Karsten was, was really good. Karsten I've had some was knockdown best, battles with early, Red Dog early. and JT over who the fastest Butler was. It's I always thought say. it was Karsten. Karsten was very good in the beginning, I think. He got okay. better before everyone else, if I remember correctly. Okay. And then BB was good. And then Forrest was always just, you know, always yeah. there, always on par with those guys. Yeah. Okay. But, but uh, to go from Karsten to, to – yeah, DeHaan had a national number. Yeah. I mean – That was, like, yeah. cool for me. That was big. And I started getting into it. Like, I was I was into it. And then uh, did that thing for a while and um, worked with a bunch of other riders like Cunningham and Skinner and um, Matt Bonney. Even got a podium with Matt Bonney in that mud race at Daytona. Oh, so yeah. So it was, yeah, like, getting – it was, yeah. like, getting real. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I'll – try to do this, do or, this yeah right, right. and um got a job from mitch at the end of october of 2008 and i was like screw it i guess we're gonna move to california like let's how'd you get let's the job from deal. mitch How, how'd that work um i approached him a couple times at the races and then um just seemed interested i knew john mitchiff was leaving to go to cali with billow so you know I, there was a bunch of people going for that job i guess yeah. and they picked me i guess but did be- you have any dealings with him as a racer maybe no. or no, no just it? went okay. right up to him and that was said hi on paul and that I was tough Butler brothers yeah i don't know if anyone even introduced me to him or not okay. i don't really remember but i know don- i remember dan was egging me on like hey you got to go do it go talk to him i was like dude that's mitch payton like, you're like, I, like dan why don't you do it he's yeah, like no i'm happy with jt <laughs> <laughs> well dan would never consider moving to california but yeah um, yeah, I don't know. I just approached Mitch and then went yeah. from there and talked to Zach a bunch. I know. Then, uh, like, Donk, Donk talked to Mitch a few times, and he's just freaking out about it. Yeah. Like, trying to go up to talk to Mitch Payton. Well, one of the know? things I th- I think now that helped me with Mitch, for one, my, my college 
degree helped because yeah. they're like, oh, this kid, he finished something. Like, yeah. That's that's one thing. Like, yeah. he finished. So yeah. that was a big thing And he them. used to race. And pretty, then, pretty good racer, right. Yeah. yeah, and then one thing I think that Mitch enjoyed was I was completely honest from the get. I was like, hey, I have never been below a top end on a motorcycle in my life of a four-stroke. <laughs> never been, never, only have done top ends. And still, he appreciated that because yeah. he. But if, if you're a guy and you go into Mitch's office, he's like, "Oh yeah, I can do this. I can do. Yeah. I can do um, maps. I can do link arm." And if you try to tell Mitch that, like, dude, yeah. that guy knows. Yeah. He knows. He yeah. knows. Don't don't. He knows try, more yeah. than you. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't try to act like you know more than don't him. Don't try to be the guy. Yeah. And he hates that. Yeah. He doesn't want to be bullshitted. Right. And that's I think why me and Mitch get along so good is because yeah, we're we just don't bullshit each other. Like we'll tell each other how it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, and we'll get into the pro circuit years here on the uh, BTOSports.com Racer X podcast. Presented by Fox Racing, Paul Parabinos, uh, Pro Taper uh, brand manager. Pro yes. Taper, what brand, brand manager? manager yeah. uh, but first, uh, listen to this uh, commercial from Race Tech. Use the code PulpMX15 when you're uh, uh, checking out to save yourself 10% at Race Tech suspension. You know you need some suspension work done. I mean, Paul, how many dudes do you think out there, like just local racers who just their suspension? They've never changed oil. They've never changed yeah. pushing. They it's don't even have the big, right. It's such a big deal, and take it to someone that knows. Too. They don't it's even have. Um, they probably don't even have the right spring rate for their weight or speed or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, so check out this Race Tech commercial and go to RaceTech.com. Also, to Michelin introducing a new off-road motocross tire Michelin Star Cross Five, pushing the boundaries of off-road performance for for riders of all levels. Four versions: MichelinMotorcycle.com, Star Cross Five out now, getting great reviews by the uh, motorcycling public. And we'll be right back here to talk more with Paul Parabinos. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's a more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to PulpMX2015. When you order, you can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, on the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. 
So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires. Um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best. So mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. BTOsports.com. <laughs> We actually didn't go anywhere. Sorry, you weren't supposed to laugh like that. Sorry. But, okay. Uh, People were supposed to think we were Behind the scenes stuff. at the radio show. Uh, BTOsports.com, RacerX uh, podcast presented by Fox Racing. Paul Parabinos, Pro Taper brand manager. So you get the job at Mitch. Um, how do you get that? How do you find out that you have the job and you need to move to SoCal? How does that work? Uh, I'll never I, forget. I went out to visit the shop. Wait, let me tell you. What? Let go. me interrupt first. Let's like I do it. many times. Okay. I'll never forget where I was when Jim Perry called me and said, you have the job at Factory Yamaha, like working for Tim Perry. Yeah. Like I'll be like, I'll never, I was at, um, I was with Pookie, my girlfriend, now wife, in Michigan because I was working for Nick Way. And we were at uh, like a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. In chips and salsa, and then Jimmy Perry calls. And I'm like, You're stoked. I just got a factory Yamaha job with Tim Perry. Yeah. So, anyways, mine was different. I went out to visit the shop. Um, Zach said, Yeah, come out, visit us, or whatever. So uh -huh. I did and kind of walked around toward the, And then uh, at the end, after Zach showed me everything, and I was like, Dude, this shop is sick. Like, yeah. Smelled cool, even. Like, it was, I was so pumped <laughs> Smelled on cool. Yeah. And then, uh, sat in Mitch's office, and Mitch stares, like, have you heard of this before? He'll stare at you. No. So he'll no, stare, he'll stare me, at you. Yeah. And I don't want to, for the sake of the radio show, we won't, we won't go through yeah. how long the pause was and actually act it out because it before is, a, it he is, ever a, talks to you. it is a serious two minutes of silence. Before staring he ever at you. talks to you? Yeah. Like, nothing. Yeah. Okay. You All sit right. down. He doesn't say hi or nothing. No, staring at you. Oh my God. Really? Keep staring at you. Yeah. Okay. So you're just like, what? The? And then his first words were, um, "Did you say hi or no?" You were just like, "What's I, going on?" I don't remember. I, th I don't remember the, that detail. I got Zach walked me into his I office. Got I sat from down. A, he stared at me for a while. I got fired from Chaparral Brooks. Uh, I was supposed to be Red Dogs mechanic in 2000. I got fired uh, late in the season because uh, they, Dave Damron told the guys at Chaparral, "Look, you know the new guy over there? Yeah, uh, I'll give you his salary in raises, but you lose a guy, or I'm keeping the the new guy." And, and so everyone went, yeah, throw him overboard. Yeah. That's how the story went. Anyways, I'm getting the point. Larry goes, dude, I'm sorry. I screwed you. Like, you're getting aft. You know, Yikes. blah, blah, blah. But I got a job with you for Mitch Payton. Like, I, I called Mitch. I said, yeah. I, you're, I vouch for you. Go down there right now, and he'll hire you. You know what I mean? I go down there, and I talk to Mitch, and, like, he didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And this not... was still <laughs> the intimidating Mitch Payton days where I didn't know him. You know yeah. what I mean? And he yeah. didn't stare at me. But I went. I remember thinking, like, oh man. He was probably like, yeah, get the hell out of my shop. Kind of. I think he was like, I think I have a. I think he said like, I have an opening maybe in my service department. Right. Not the race team. You know. Yeah. yeah. So so stares at you for two minutes. Stares at you for a while, and then his first words were, "Can you do the job?" And <laughs> and I said with confidence, I was like, "You're damn right, I can do the job." Yeah. And um, that was basically it. We discussed <laughs> numbers for a bit, and yeah. he was he's yeah. like, "When can you be here?" And I was like, I don't know, it was September or something. I was like, uh, uh, October one. 
I'll be here. So I figured it out. And Erica yeah. was still in law school at the time, so she didn't come with me in the beginning. Oh, I thought Erica was from California, and no, you met her in Erica's California. From Florida. Oh, I didn't we know were, that. We were living together in Florida at the time, and then um, oh, okay. I was like, hey, I'm going to California. I got this job, and it, she couldn't go at the time, but she uh -huh. came later. Yeah. And, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Um, now, pro circuit notorious for not paying very well, uh, at least way back in the day. But I think that kind of changed, right? Like, what did you uh, yeah, start with? What did you start at? Uh, 40 yeah, yeah. Two, okay. five, maybe, or yeah. 45, something like that. Which is fine. Uh, yeah, it was fine. But that was, back that in was... the day, he didn't pay much at all. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, you know. But the cool thing was is is I learned that, well, I learned it's not if you work. You have to you have to work, obviously, to keep up just because there's tons to do. But if you worked hard and you got a good rider and you had a good relationship and the team did good, like, you can make bonus money. Like, yeah. And, dude, the team was gnarly back then. Like, I came yeah, there at the end of for? I came there at the end of 08, so okay. my first guy was Ryan Morris. Okay. And the very first race we showed at Anaheim 1, Jake and Ryan went 1-2. Yeah. Like, and that was cool because that right. was the first time I was like, dude, we have been busting our ass. Yeah. Like, like we've we've been working so hard in the offseason, testing give, give all a day. List, giving the listeners an idea of a, of a work week or a work in the offseason. Like an offseason week is just uh, Monday – off-season work is not so like I guess a routine like it is during the season because yeah. it's right. but but you're basically testing testing all week basically yeah. different place and you know with bones it's like back then it was go to McDonald's go to the Cali track go to McDonald's go to Glen Helen go whatever we'd ride Supercross every yeah. day and we'd test and we'd test everything and I mean, after a day of testing three four o'clock you're back at the well, shop no not that early with with bones we'd be at the track till dark okay till dark um, then we'd six. get back to the shop six. yeah we'd get back yeah. to the shop and would we'd usually wash the bike that night we'd have to obviously if the guy's riding the next day yeah um so we'd stay there and prep the bike but if not it's usually take the take take the engine out of the bike for, you know who who knows what we're testing the next day it could be chassis yeah. stuff yeah. engine stuff but if the rider's testing the next day you're doing a wash a change of oil a filter tire uh tire yep yeah, that night. Yeah, I getting mean, home depending at, who you're working yeah, for, yeah. clutch, brake right. pads, a bunch of right, stuff. Yeah. Right. So you're getting home eight nine o'clock. Yeah, at night. Yeah, yeah. And, and you started at started what? at nine. Right. So get there usually at eight thirty. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're working putting a twelve thirteen hour day. Yeah, yeah. And that's just during the week, and then you know, uh, oftentimes off season, like I would go, I would well, when I was working for Dean, like we'd he'd ride on the weekends, and I'd go with him riding on the weekends too. Okay. Like go to the shop, get the box van, get his part, get his bike, meet him at the track, yeah. take his bike back to the on a Saturday, wash it on a Saturday, and then go home. I just have, like, Sunday basically during the week to be at home. Yeah. But um, so basically it just depends. In the off-season, it's six days a week until you get close to Anaheim, then it's seven. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it just depends. Like, sometimes we packed up our whole team and went to um, Arizona for a while because it was so, there was so much rain in California one year, okay. I remember. And yeah. we went to Arizona, or we'd go to uh, uh, Hart and Huntington's track. for yeah. Up week. here. Yeah. yeah. We, like, I remember one year I spent New Year's Eve and New Year's Day – in Vegas because we were testing, we had to get we had a we didn't know what we were gonna do for forks. If I don't remember what it was back yeah. then, we didn't know what we were gonna do for trannies. So we were in Vegas. We had to be in Vegas to figure things out. There was nowhere to ride in Southern California. This was close to being Anaheim, uh, 2010. I want to say. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say they swept it in 2010 with Rattray, Hanson, and Tickle. Okay. I want to say it was that year. And I was I had an East Coast guy, so all the West Coast guys stayed in the shop, built their race bikes, had their engines ready to go, so we can tell them, hey, it's going to be this tranny or it's going to be that tranny. And we tested all day with Hanny, Tickle, and um, Rattray. Yeah. We made a decision. We called those guys. All right, hey, it's going to be this tranny. They built their bikes. That was like New Year's Eve. We hung out in Vegas, got a room. We went out on the strip, like yeah, had New Year's yeah. Eve basically yeah, in the strip. Yeah. Just uh, me, Zach, Sean, Bones. Um, 
and then tested the entire next day. I think it was a Sunday or something. And then we came home Sunday night and back in the shop Monday. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I, there's been years where it's been tough like that, where it's like, I remember my first year there, I watched the ball drop in the shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, like, in <laughs> yeah, the shop. Yeah, we, were, yeah. we, were, we watched the ball drop because we just, you know. We well, were, yeah, myself, oh, two, working for Nick, Norto Triple X. That New Year's Eve midnight, we started the bike up in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> and that was our celebration. So yeah. midnight, New Year's Eve, I'm in the garage working on this bike. You know I think I mean? everyone's going to be pumped this year because they'll probably be able to plan something and do something because yeah. January 9th this yeah, year. It's yeah, not it's the back first. A little bit. Yeah. So. Uh, so the first year you worked for Mo. Yeah, Mo, and he was awesome. Supercross like, only, though, or did he get hurt? He got hurt, okay. but he was he was badass in Supercross. Yeah. Lots yeah, of podiums. Yeah. Almost won a couple races, I think. Right. Um, and then I don't remember how we and got people hurt. think when your rider, when your rider is hurt, that things slow down. It doesn't really, it doesn't. It's awful when your rider gets yeah, hurt though, because I you kind of become team bitch. Yep. I agree. So, um, outdoors, Mo wasn't at any of the races basically until he came back at Southwick, I think. So it was like two or three rounds from the end. So I was basically just helping. Yeah. Like, I would go to the races on the weekend. Sometimes I'm not, you know, if, if somebody was busy, you know, Porcel obviously was going for the title that year. So I would try to help Kyle out with his practice bike or yeah. just do whatever you can. If yeah. someone needs yeah. help with a practice engine or a race engine, sure. You just pick up the slack. Yep. And also during that time, you kind of reset your guys' stuff. So mm-hmm. you go through his practice bike, you frame it, you do all the stuff that you don't have time to do when yeah. your guy is riding, yeah. get reorganized in the shop, just plan for the future or whatever. So you just kind of get organized. And then, um, Mo came back at the end of the year at Southwick, and that was the day that Porcel's bike um, let go. Oh when, yeah, remember when yeah. it was yeah. all that? That was a title. Head fight. gasket went. Head gasket went. Yeah, I think you know the radiators clogged up with dirt. He yeah. was he was following somebody the whole race, and it was misting that day. Yeah, yeah. And dude, it was just a recipe for clogging the radiators, yep. so yep. it couldn't get any air and pop the head gasket, push the water out, and that was it. And then. uh yeah, the second moto just didn't go that well. I don't think he rode well, or I don't remember when it happened, but he lost a lot of points that day. And then Steel City, I remember after Southwick, I flew back to the shop, and the guys stayed on the road, and I built Kristoff's engine for Steel City because all the rest of the guys were still there. Yeah. Um, and that was just the plan because my guy was hurt. But Yeah, yeah. And um, eventually, yeah, we're, we're skipping a point where at some point somebody teaches you how to build motors. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what yeah, I mean? and that was, yeah. a cool, that was a thing previous to that zach and just so many people in that shop taught i I learned so much from like zach um aaron kyle bentley i learned a ton from him for sure like he kind of took me under his wing in the beginning i didn't know a lot of stuff dude and he taught me everything build how to build brakes build engines build wheels yeah like i learned so much right and i think that's what they were into is they were able to teach me how to do it their way like i didn't come in with a bunch of well this is how i always do my engine like they don't want that and and you can't do that on a race team anyway everyone needs to be doing things the same way that way that's how you are successful and, and and also too that's how you find out what works and what doesn't exactly you do it the same yeah. way instead of one guy doing it differently and it's like what did you i mean we even go to the point to organizing our toolboxes the same oh, so did you? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah because say you you're having a fire drill and, yeah. and someone jumps in to help you if they're grabbing if they're looking for your screwdrivers and yeah, you're in a different yeah, spot yeah. someone else like that's why we'd all try to go hey screwdrivers right. this drawer yeah that way if you're in a rush and supercross is a rush you can just get things so done the end of that year i think mitch has to choose between baggett and wilson right and he ends up picking wilson um, no the end of that w- year he has to choose between he has to choose between Morris and Wilson. So uh-huh. I, I think this is something that a lot of a lot of people know, but I'm pretty sure the way it went down is he knew he was choosing between Morris or Wilson. Baggett wasn't really in the picture. I think what Bag he was I think he was acting interested about Baggett to kind of hold him from signing from any other teams. Yeah. yeah. Because he was helping Bobby Hewitt and Dave Gallon's yeah. team at the time. Right. So they could get Baggett because they were trying to get their shit yeah. together or something. So right. he was delaying the process. Yeah, yeah. And that's the power of Mitch, like he could do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, he ended up choosing Dean. Dino. 
and, and yeah, said, hey, you're, working with, you're working with Dino. And then yeah, and I kind of knew Dino already because my I'm really good friends with Ryan Holiday, and he's I've always followed amateur racing, okay. obviously. Yeah. So he's like, oh no, Dean's cool. You like him? And I yeah. met I met Dean in uh, the end of um, end of '09, and and dude, we hit it off. Like yeah, he's now he's my best friend. Like, yeah, he was like uh, it was almost like he was my son when we were racing because I've <laughs> I've traveled the circuit, I've been there, yeah. I've done that, I've ridden these tracks myself even. And, yeah, yeah. And he's just a rookie, so like. Obviously, while I was never any even close to his level or, or you know yeah. that level, I could at least say, "Yo, I, I mean, I know where the parking is. I know what the dirt's yeah, like there. Yeah. I know how the track's gonna change. Right. I know what tire we should be probably going to the main event. I know yeah, you yeah. should. If we're riding east, you need to figure out a jump rhythm in the whoops by the end of the heat race because you're probably you're gonna, gonna be gonna jumping be him in the main. Yeah, like, yeah, things, things like that. Yeah, I could tell yeah, him. Right. And um, we fed off each other, and dude, he was badass his first. That's year. when he was Canadian too. It was cool. He was Canadian back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. So you really liked him. Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. Broke, <laughs> broke for the Disnations and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and so yeah, and then eventually like uh, 2010 was the title. 2011 was the title. 2011. And yeah. dude, he was just unbelievable he that was. summer. What 22 out of 24 podiums? Yes. Incredible. Only only time off the podium was High Point with a eighth and Washougal one moto with a fifth. Yeah. Everything and he else, crashed in Washougal. I think he was up there and he yeah, crashed. Yeah, he crashed at Washougal and he crashed at High Point also. Okay, yeah. The second turn he crashed yeah. at High Point. So he was gnarly. And I mean, dude, it was like we worked. How was that pressure working for a points leader the whole time and that doing was, all that? That was crazy because yeah. it's like, dude, and we were battling our teammates. Bagget and, Rattray and Rattray. Right. Yeah, we were battling them. And, and the cool part was is me and Sean Irwin, Bagus mechanic, and uh, Wayne Lumgar – um, Tyler's mechanic. We were all like boys. Okay. So like, dude, we yeah. would help each other, and that was the coolest thing. Like, it was a good team environment. Right. Obviously, deep down, you want yeah, your guy to do course. better. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I would do anything I could that was within like being, I guess, correct team etiquette to help yep. Dean. You know, yep. I'd obviously ex- talk to him about lines and or yeah. little things yeah, in his yeah. head, like always send him out on the track with a little bit more air than normal and the yeah. tires, and draw it down after the first back just so he feels a little sweeter. Maybe this, this little <laughs> yeah, shit like that yeah, that yeah. I thought helped, and right. maybe it did. Maybe yeah, it maybe didn't. didn't but whatever. Yeah. I mean, we would always practice with one tire, break in, break in the the moose is what I thought, and then yeah. I would take it off and put another fresh one on for the second practice. Yeah, that one would stay on for the fir- first moto, so the moose would be a little bit softer for the start yeah, of the yeah. first moto. Yeah, and then I put that first tire back on for the second moto. And while I believed in it, and some of the Dunlop guys probably thought I was crazy, I think Dean believed in it too. Yeah, and so yeah. when you go to the starting line, it's yeah. like that extra. You just know it's it. like, yeah. oh man, yeah. those that, he's not doing that for his guy. Yeah. Like maybe that's just right. It's the, that little shit that when you're a rider, you can understand yeah. and see how it could make a difference. We had a pretty competitive team at Yamaha with Chad, DV, and, and Ferry. And there was bet. myself and Rookie and Gothic J. And I think I, I, we were good, too. Like, we, like, obviously, Chad was the guy. The other guys would beat him here and there. But we were good. Like, it was like, who cares? Yeah. Like, I don't care. Hey, you need a hand? Let me help you. And if your guy wins, great. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, we didn't even have any money bonuses or anything. Like, there was nothing at stake for us as yeah. far as that goes. Yeah, obviously, I want Tim Ferry to win. I mean, I was one of his good friends, but I think we were cool. We had a good vibe going where and we were like, "Hey, let's just help out, man. Let's do everything." You and know? that's rare. Like, yeah. that's rare. And like, I went through, you know, as staff leaves and staff yeah. changes. Those, that year, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and even two thousand eleven were the best years at PC. Like, we had, yeah. I would say, two thousand ten, the team was so awesome. Even yeah. the riders, everyone got along so good, yeah. and they fed each off each other at the test track, and like, it was just so easy. Like, yeah, dude, we yeah. were getting like pizza every monday like we knew it was coming <laughs> like in 2011 outdoors we knew we were getting pizza on monday we got to the point where we were sick of pizza <laughs> because like they won every race but that yeah. one swan yeah. got them and yeah which is in the mud which is and muddy now that's right. so like even in 2010 when um when jake christoph um hanny and dean went one two three four at vegas yeah 
like that was gnarly. That was probably one of the best nights ever, and right. I didn't even realize it back then. But Mitch was smart enough to say, "Hey, you should take the front number plate off your bike and get all four riders to sign it." Yeah. He's like, "Because this probably won't happen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it I don't think it's yeah, ever gonna no, happen. Yeah, phenomenal team powerhouse, just absolutely yeah. this great. Like it yeah. was cool, and so everyone was making more money. Obviously, you get bonuses from the team if you win championships. Yeah. Does everybody get a bonus from Cal from Mitch? Yeah. Oh, okay. If you win a championship, yep. everyone gets a bonus. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The whole team. Uh, driver, Yamaha, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely nothing. 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 <laughs> sucks. Uh, and actually, one the year that Chad won the title, he gave everybody a bonus on the team but me. Well. He didn't like me. Well, I didn't like him, so I was fine <laughs> with it. I was fine with it. But that's how it was back then. But the money-wise was weird at Yamaha. Like, yeah, we got pizza if we won, but uh, yeah. that's about it. But, um, yeah, you guys had a pretty powerhouse team. It was awesome. It was, it was, it was cool. pretty good. That was cool. And I learned so much just about motorcycles and about yeah. work ethic. I learned yeah. a lot about from Mitch about work ethic. Right. And yeah, because he's not checking out early. No, he's not he's saying, there. "Hey, all my guys, keep working later." Yeah, like you know, exactly. you see him just wheeling around, yep. you know. And, and uh, what was he like as a boss? As a like, I mean, obviously, like Pingree tells me stories from back in the day, and I think he's mellowed. <laughs> he's definitely mellowed. What was he I, I like think as a boss? Mellowed him a little bit day but to day. Put it this way: I, I I get along way better with him now that I don't work for him than when I did. Yeah, but um, I mean, dude, he's he's okay, but. You you just have to you can't push your luck with him. Like I I would come in I wouldn't. What was your biggest blowout with him? Um, probably like a flight schedule thing to one race okay. or something. Just poor planning. Like I was like, not in a forethought. I thought in my my okay. in my mind I guess, but you know it was end of the season. It was third round from the end. And you just said, what are we doing? Like, flying out? We're on not winning. Or like oh. you know what I mean? Everyone gets cranky when it's going bad. Yeah, yeah it's like how how come we didn't fly in here so we had a proper time to do our job right? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of rushed. I think we were building at the track. I got mad about that one time. I think that was our biggest blowout. And we would yell at each other. Would you really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the next day, it's like I didn't let it get under my skin, and he obviously doesn't let anything get under his skin too. So we just yeah. go back to being normal the next day. Some people told me who worked there before that you can kind of tell how he is this first time you see him in the morning, what his day is like. Like what you, his mood. Well, you can judge how his mood is by his hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. That's worked for him. So if his yeah. hair is high, yeah. that means it's, he's had his hands in it and he's doing this, like he's rubbing his head. And if his hair is high, you stay away. <laughs> but if his hair is nice and low and it's and he's kind of smiling, then yeah, you can ask. I have heard you can that ask before. I have heard that before. Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, if you need to ask for Friday off or something, and his hair is high, yeah. don't don't do it. Could you get days off? <sighs> Rare, yeah. but I mean, if you needed a day, like obviously when I got married. I needed a couple days. <laughs> I didn't go on a honeymoon straight after. Hey, I, I, um, well, Jimmy Perry was the manager at Yamaha, right? Uh-huh. Where'd he work forever? He was at PC. Too, yeah. yeah. So he, he subscribed to the Mitch Payton theory. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I remember I got married. I, 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 I had a work visa issue. I need to get married to get a green card. So I got early, off early to get married, went down to Newport Dunes, got married there. Then I took a, we took our honeymoon in San Clemente. Mm. And literally the next morning after my wedding night, he's calling me, where are you at? And I'm like, <laughs> do I have half a day? Can I have till noon? You know? Like, yeah. I, I just got married. Uh, you know. It's t- that's, that's the toughest part. Dude, I was it's gnarly. Yeah. Being a mechanic's gnarly, yeah. and especially on a gnarly team that you work a lot. Like. Um, wh- who, what riders did you get along with? Besides Dean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of them. I get. Yeah. I. I'm still good friends with Mo. I'm great friends with Hanson. Yeah. I'm great friends with Tyler Rattray still. Yeah. Um. I got along great with Porcel even. Uh, God, he was weird. Yeah, he's weird, but I. I loved how weird he was. Like he would impress you with the weirdest things sometimes. Because yeah, he'd be weird. He would hang out in the lounge and be hot, and he's sitting in the lounge. Well, then he had a little hot. French thing. Is that his we, French? That's what we called it, the French Quarter. The French Quarter where he hung up his yep. uh, 
his, hung up his stuff. Yeah. yeah, and be sweaty, and obviously it's just weird a little bit. But like, dude, he would just sometimes he'd say, "I go fast now," or something, or "I will go do this," and, yeah. and he'd be like, "Dude, no, you've been slow all day. Like he just they just worked you the first. Yeah, he just yeah. got fifth, and he's right. like, "No, I win," and he'd go and yeah. win. Right. So, I heard a story where he was like, uh, "Hey, telling the Cali guys, hey, I got a flight out of Min- at Minneapolis tonight. I I cannot make the press conference." And they said. You have to make the press conference tonight. You have to go to the press conference. That's part of your job. And he's like, okay, I will get fifth. That was Millville. He got 10th yeah. the second moto yeah, he and faded. finished off the podium. He faded from second to whatever. Yeah. And the Cali guys swear he did it on purpose. I almost swear he did too. Because like, he just was, wanted to catch his flight. He needed. He had a flight. Couldn't stay for the press conference. And, yeah, crazy. Do you think it was that? Do you think he did it on purpose? I don't know. When I would mean, he ever see him fade like that? I don't know. Exactly. Right? Uh, it was a mud race, I guess, but he knows how to ride the mud. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Um. And mechanic-wise, did you get along with everybody? Or was there some guys that you um, butted heads with a little bit? I'm trying or? to think. In the early years, for sure, everybody. Yeah. Um, in 2011 or 10, there was a guy I didn't get along with that great, but no one did. Who? He didn't last that long. Who was it? I'd rather not say. Just but. Tell, was he from another country? No. Oh. No. He, okay. he, he was only on the team for like one year. So oh. it, I was kind of like, uh, so it wasn't just me that didn't yeah, go along yeah, with yeah, him. So. Yeah, yeah, you could see that. Uh, I'll ask you when I stop. When I hit, yeah. when I hit pause, you can tell me because I think I know who it is. Okay. Um, and then when 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 you when you when you came time to leave, were you like me, just kind of done, kind of tired, well, kind of like my my departure was different than. Wait, I, no, no, wait. I want to go before then. Never mind. I want to go back. So Dean leaves. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, and you gotta you have to work for Baggett. So you I, there's a long always, story before that even. You and Dean had a big blowout, angry at each other. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. you had to work for Baggett, his arch enemy. Yeah. And and a little bit of a different dude. Yeah. And, and that's what did it for you. No. Okay. No. So in the uh, obviously 2012, Dean gets hurt at Seattle, yeah. going for the West title, yeah. and then him and Tomac get into yeah, it, yeah. getting surgery. So the plan is it's all silly season, the whole entire outdoor season. While I'm oh team, shit, team I bitch, forgot basically. about this. What, yeah. How did I not bring this up? Well, right. th- yeah, this is the gnarly okay. part. Yeah, so it's like he's deciding where to go, and I he's, need to do more he's, homework. He's young, and yeah, and there's startup teams trying to get him, and he's dude a lot. Like dude, right. JGR is flying him to North Carolina on their yep. jet, taking him out to steak dinners, like. Yeah. And, and uh, well, I mean, he had won a Supercross title, but he won plenty of Supercross races. Yep, he he's, almost he, won a Supercross title He still twice is, I think, to this day, the winningest 125 Supercross rider without a championship. Without a title. Yeah, without yeah, a title. Because he won a lot of races. Right. Yeah. So, and he won the national title. So, yeah, yep. at this point, he's... So, he's a hot commodity, yeah. and um, but he wants to do what's best for him, obviously. And we still wanted to be together, obviously. And uh, so, he didn't... He passed on JGR. I think if I wasn't in the f- picture... Looking back on it, I think he would have went to JGR. You think he really did that? I think Because so. of you? I, I think so. We've never talked about it, but I Riders think. Riders are dicks, dude. I think he, I think <laughs> I he mean, did. I know you, I, I he passed you. on JGR because of, he, he, I told him I wouldn't move to Carolina to be his mechanic there. Really? Like, I, wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And um, That'd be nice if he did that. I don't have a lot of faith in Riders, but maybe Dino's different. I do love Dino, but. Yeah. So okay. I, I wanted him to take his KTM offer. Um, but it was for a lot less money than than this last minute JWR offer that he got right. that was supposed to be cow, uh, factory parts and it was a lot of money and obviously I could work for him. Yeah. So and um, Cowie wanted to keep him at some point, so they were okay with he, it. Cowie's never made him an offer. Yeah, I the, think. not the factory team, but they were oh. happy to help him on the Jeff Pete, Ward well, thing. Well, 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 no, not even that. Mitch wanted oh. him to stay. Okay. Mitch wanted him to not ride a 450, so yeah. that was the first thing. Yeah. And Dean wanted to ride a 450. Yeah. Mitch is like, I don't think you're ready. I think you can ride a 250 again. So he ended up going to JWR, and it was a, a lot of money. And it, the problem was the guy that was kind of trying to make that team happen, it, it just it 
never happened, and I'm sure it's, it was difficult. But, you know, it's trying to line up sponsors with names and sponsors Mike won't commit. Mike, Mike Kraniak, the old uh, Sam Manuel guy yep. and, and, and the, owner, the owner of that team. Yeah. He was involved a little bit. A little bit. Uh, Jeff Ward. Obviously, we know who Jeff Ward is. A little bit. And, and there was that one, Lucas guy? Yeah, he was the one other person. What was that, he? He was he was he's an agent, but he was kind of the one driving everything and oh, speaking was? to Dean, speaking to I, speaking to Dean's agent. Like okay. he was the kind of like the, the okay. guy putting it all together. Yeah. And, and, I, and he's an Australian guy. Yeah. Okay. And and it's hard. Obviously, you're getting sponsors to commit, but sponsors won't commit without the rider's name. Yeah. You want a rider to commit, the rider won't commit without sponsor's name. Well, how many times does that happen in the industry? <laughs> Probably way more than people realize. <laughs> and you, as pro taper guy, you get this now. You're I the other get end it all of the it. time. Right, yeah. Right, right. So, um, anyway, long story short. I decided that I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do this. I want to hang yeah. out. I want to be, you know, stay with yeah. Dean. We're gonna do this thing. I go to down to Jeff Ward's shop, and I was down there one day, and I was just, I had just the weirdest feeling. And I had, a, I have a pretty good judge of character, and and uh, after one talk with Paul Delorier, who's who was really cool to me that day, I I I realized that everything that they've been telling me and telling Dean is just. It's either lies or because it's, because it's, Paul was Kranjak's guy. Yeah, 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 and Lucas was Ward's guy. Yeah, and um, it was like you know telling us about factory parts and this and that, and and Paul didn't know anything about it, and I was like, dude, something's fucking fishy here. Yeah, like, I just have the worst feeling. What, had ever. you left PC then? Or yeah, no? yeah, oh, I so, left PC. Yeah, so people, yeah, uh, maybe I missed that, but you missed you. You said, okay, Mitch, I'm out. I'm going Dean to yes. Jeff Ward. You go down to the shop. Yes. My Delore, first day Delore down there. is telling you things that are just like. Well, he's not really telling me things. I was just kind of picking his brain. Right. What the plan was, what we yeah. were going to do next. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about suspension. He's talking about Olin's. And I was like, we're supposed to be on factory stuff. Like, what is it? Why are you even saying Olin's to me? And it was things like that. that, that <laughs> I was like, things are not adding up from what we have been told and what this guy knows, who's the team manager yeah. inside the shop. He's mm-hmm. telling me these things. So I was like, something is weird. So basically, I, um, I, I leave. I was after like, a day. After a day, I was like, "This is not going to pan out." I tell Dean. I tell Dean's agent. Were you going to? Were you getting a raise too? Or were you getting a big? I raise? was getting a big. Yeah, big, so you were stoked raise. on that. I was right. getting a big raise. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so obviously, but I was like, "Dude, that was like, this is not going to pan out." I was like, "I have this feeling that this is going to go this way, and nothing's going to get done, and it's going to be December before you know it, and this shit's going to fall apart." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "And then by that time, there'll be no jobs left if I wait till December." Yeah. I yeah. was like, for Dean, he's a hot commodity. People like, want him. Like, like he'll find a spot. I was like, Brooks keeping me and then dumping me at the last minute. There was nothing open. That's the. Like, that's I'm what like, I was afraid of. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, dude, I cannot. I can't risk this. Like, I have a mortgage. I have a wife. I have. Yeah. You know, we were yeah. talking about kids at the time. I. Uh, I was like, I need to make sure that I'm getting paid because I. This could be sweet for two months. I'll be getting this great check, but then it'll fall apart. So. So anyway, I was like, screw it. I'm not doing it. And then. Uh, Dean obviously is like, no, stay down there. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And, and we butted heads. That's kind of what oh, okay. drove us. That's so Dean was Dean was pissed. He was bummed. But, I mean, you yeah, had said to him, Dean, really I think this thing is not working exactly. out. Exactly. And, dude, it was hard because he's being he's young. He's getting a lot of money thrown at him, and he's not experienced in that all, too. And I guess, I mean, I wasn't really either, but I just had a, a feeling. Like, dude, I was friends with the people at Cowie. Yeah. So when they say you're getting Cowie factory parts, I know you don't go down to Cowie <laughs> and pick parts off the shelf. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work like that. You <laughs> place a huge order yeah, way yeah. back in, like, yeah. July. Right. Like, that's how you get factory parts. You just don't go down there and cherry pick stuff. So I was like, this isn't adding up. And uh, so anyway, I was like, screw it, I'm out. And I was like, Dean, I'm going back to PC. I need, it. I need to make sure I have a job. But wait a minute. Like, how would you know you could go back there for sure? Uh, I mean, because I left on good terms. I did a good job when I was yeah, there. I was hoping Mitch would understand. But you're gone. You left. Yeah. Well, so I how went, was that called to Mitch? I, go, I, I drove there. I went to his office. I was like. <laughs> the next day? I was or, like, so. Or the same day? 
uh, it was the next day. Okay. It was the next day. You're so like, I was hey, like, buddy. I was like, he's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, well, I quit. And he goes, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I told him His what happened. I told him what happened. And um, I was like, I quit. I was like, I, I got a bad feeling. I was like, I don't want to do it. I made a mistake. God, that's ballsy of you. I don't know if I would. Honestly, in your shoes, because I, like, okay, let's say that's Tim Ferry. We yeah. know I love Tim Ferry. Yeah. Uh, I think I stick it out with Tim Ferry. And, and the raise, like you said, massive raise. Massive. So I think I just go, fuck, it's going to work. It's going to work. Like, I just think that I do, I stick it out. So, like, kudos to you. You were you were right in the end. In the end, I was. But yeah. at this time, I was the idiot yeah. at this time. Right. They're like, you're crazy. You're yeah. thinking too much. So, anyway, Mitch was like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to have Mitch, you back. Like, the next day, Mitch was like, no problem. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'd love to have you back. I, I, he even gave me a raise. <laughs> I got a raise. <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, so, anyway, and Baggett's guy left. He went to FC. Sean went to yeah, FC. Sean, yeah. So, I was kind of the senior guy. Baggett was the one who just won a title, they're mm-hmm. like, we want you to work for Baggett. And I think even Baggett asked that I work for him because yeah. he knew I was good at what I do. And I had no problem working for Baggett. It was – at that point, I, I was like – I thought you kind of butted heads with him a little bit. I never butted no. heads with Blake. Dean okay. and Blake always butted heads. Yeah, yeah. But I was yeah. mechanic, so okay. I, mean, I didn't even really talk to Blake that yeah, much. Yeah. But obviously, I worked on his stuff before yeah, I was yeah. on his team. Right. So yeah. um, I was like, yeah, Mitch, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Yeah. I was like, you just gave me a job. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, I can't work for that guy. Yeah. I would never do that. So – Works for Baggett, and then that was like the – I had already kind of stuck the knife in Dean's back, he he kind of thought. And then when I worked for Baggett, I was did like, think that that was like twisting like, it. Like, did he think, even though you – I'm sure you had told him, did he think that you took Baggett over him? Not You took the you took the job yes. over him. Yeah. Because the job was sketchy, and yeah. you turned out to be right on the job, and it just so happened yeah. that you worked for that Baggett. Baggett was available, and that's who they wanted and, me to and work then for. And you're not going to tell Mitch, hey, no, no or I can't. I can't tell him after he just gave me a job, after I just quit, he just gave me a job. I can't tell him, no, I don't want to work for that guy. Like, yeah. Are you serious? So, But Dean didn't wasn't having it. No, because yeah. it was just all – too. It was, dude, everything was spinning out of control for him at the time. Like It's yeah. like this big deal, and now he did it because he and, could, probably could have took JGR, but he didn't because of me, and now I left, and he's like – what the fuck? Yeah. And now he's going to work for a guy that I don't really get along with. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, we didn't talk for a while. That was shitty. But then, sure, eno- sure enough, two months yeah. after that happened, the press release, JWR is closing its doors. Yeah. And I was like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. I yeah. was like, I knew it. I was like, yeah. there's too much lying going on over there for it to work out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just shady. Now, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, and like that, like just, like unbroken promises, like stuff that was never going to come true. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's the. That's I think the, that Lucas guy is still an agent to this day. He is. He yeah, is. How's that going to go with people? I don't know, but I dislike him. He knows I dislike him, and um, there's not many people. Do I you dis- have to deal with him because uh, I don't deal. With, he some of his athlete, athletes were supported by okay. Pro Taper, yeah. and I I simply said, hey, I'm not supporting any of your guys anymore because I, I refuse to deal with you. Well, I just don't understand how people like that, and there's not, and I don't mean to pick on him. But there's numerous people like that in the industry where you're yeah. and like nothing and you're like, dude, you're lying. It's not yeah. coming true. Stop. Exactly. It. That's the one thing. I was like, dude, you could have just don't lie. Tell me, I can. I'm a man. I can handle. I just need to make. I can yeah. handle what's going on. You just can't lie. And and lying is. And so Dean ends up back at PC. Dean's comes back to PC. We don't talk the entire time. Really? It happens. Yeah. And he well, and then t- before he comes back, how and, weird is that? I think that one of the first things he text me was like hey if i come back to pc we'd be my mechanic that was the first time we talked in months yeah yeah and i was just like fuming you were i was fuming because yeah, yeah. i was like oh my yeah. god and at that point i told him i was like hey it's not my choice i yeah. was like if you want it you it really to, wasn't though you have to go to mitch if yeah. you if yeah. you i was like that's not my choice anyway didn't pan out 
he worked for somebody else. Or, I'm sorry, he had somebody else work yeah. for him. Yeah. And um, it dude it was it was like obviously a hard adjustment because yeah. we were with each other for like three years and dude it was like well, I mean, I, mean we, I knew everything about him. He knew yeah. everything about me. Everything yeah. was so easy. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember in the pits we we're like oh this is super weird because Paul and Dean are mad at each other. Look at him over there yeah. underneath the tent. Yeah. It was Look weird. at him. They're not talking. Oh, it's super weird. It was super yeah, weird yeah. for a while. Yeah. But it was just tough. Like it was just a, something that yeah. a certain person in the industry kind of drove between us yeah. because of lying and, yeah, and yeah. the circumstances. Right. And, and uh, yeah, it was. Difficult and in the to end, like over. I said, I don't think I would have made. I don't think I would have been ballsy enough to make your move. Like I think I just would have been like, okay, Timmy, dude. I you, you know, know what the worst part about it was yeah. is I, I was like I knew if I do this and I leave this place, it's gonna be like breaking up with a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. and that's what it was because yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean and I broke up essentially, yeah, and I was yeah. like, dude, this is a gnarly breakup. <laughs> I was like, it's like I just broke up my girlfriend. <laughs> I never had that with any like. It Nick, was awful. Nick Way and I are buddies, like, and we still were, yeah. and and Timmy and I are buddies, and and never I never. Never really had that, you know, like we're like the brighter mechanic breakup. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you worked for Baggett. Yeah, worked uh, for Baggett. Yeah. Um, and dude, he was easy to work yeah. for. Like he's cool. He's mellow. Doesn't doesn't rev it. Doesn't use yeah, the clutch. Yeah. Doesn't drag the brake. Right. Like he's easy to work mm-hmm. for. Um, and he's a damn good rider, obviously. And dude, yeah, so that off season, um, everything was going good. Like he was really, really good in Supercross yeah. in the off season. Yeah. He was good. And we went to the West Coast. He got fifth in his heat race, but everything was fine. Like yeah. he was good. And then uh, first turn of the main event, Jesse Nelson cartwheeled and broke. Yeah, broke legs, his hand. Broke his hand, yeah. and that was kind of a big issue for a long time. Yeah. But he was going to be very good in Supercross that year. And like uh, everyone, when everyone keeps saying, "Oh, Blake was so amazing this year in Supercross," and like I wasn't as impressed as yeah, everyone yeah. else. Like yeah. I, I knew that he has that in him. Yeah. Like he's a yeah. good. I knew he would benefit from rougher tracks being later in the evening on the yeah, nights, yeah. longer heat races, longer main events. I yeah. knew he'd benefit from all that. And he did. He was yeah. great this year. So yeah, Baggett was cool to work with. We're still friends. Um, and then after that, it was, uh, they were both going to be on the team again, but I had a opportunity to go to answer. And, yeah. So and that's it was what, like, that's where I was getting at before I missed that whole section of your, yeah, of me, your by career. this time, me and Dean were, we patched everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, so you. Mitch is like, he, Oh, do you want to work? He, do you want to work? He's for, Scottish. He's Scottish now, yeah, by the way, he's no Scottish. longer Canadian. Now yeah. he's Scottish. Um, and then, so Mitch asked you, yeah, he said, um, do you want to work for <laughs> Dean or do you want to work for Blake? He's like, because they're telling me these things and you're, and you know, I haven't heard from you. He's like, what are we, what oh, are we doing here? Caught. And I was like, this sucks. Caught in a lover's and triangle. I, I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, to be honest with you, Mitch, like there's this other opportunity and I wouldn't be a mechanic. Yeah, I who think, came to you I with, the, with the answer thing? Um, I was, was talking it? to actually Nick Way is one of the ones that oh, really okay. really helped me do yeah, it. Yeah. But Dave Casella was the guy at the time yeah. who was in charge of hiring. And like for me at the end, well, for one, Timmy was getting hurt, so I didn't have a success like you. So there's no way I'm putting myself on your level. I never had that success. So things were getting miserable with red dog injuries and yeah. me being the test bitch at the shop. Yeah. And then, but the good thing about Timmy getting hurt was also too like I was home more. And sometimes I didn't go to the races, and I was able to hang out with my wife, and I thought that was really cool. Very cool. Yeah. Like, look at this, a whole yeah. life with this woman that, yeah. you know, that I'm not around. And so I was like, this is kind of neat. And Red Dog was getting hurt and working. How many times can you build a, mo- a motor? You know what I mean? And it's like, eh, yeah. all right. Yeah. I was enjoying the – I was getting to work the mill and the lathe oh, yeah. and so doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was fun. I was doing some right. stuff with that, learning that. That was exciting. Learning. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, I just was just tired of the job. I'm yeah. like, I can't build a motor anymore. I, I'm done. I, I just it's boring. For yeah, for was me, that were you? For were me, I? as it was, it was like I've already accomplished a bunch. My personal goals, like sure. I, I won 
I was part of Supercross winning races and yeah. outdoors and yeah. championship. And you don't have a Summercross title like I do. No, but I don't. Yeah. I got an X but Games one with Hanson. Okay, well, that's... But yeah. it's not Summercross. But we almost won at the Coliseum, but his yeah. Yeah, well, pants, we, they fell off in the loops. We beat McGrath, so you that's never true. did. Yeah. No, okay. never. So, never. Anyways, You're better. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's what the whole thing came down to. Right. Yeah, so you just... So basically, yeah, it was like, I have this other opportunity. It's, it's less money, but... I mean, at some point, I'm going to have to make the jump. Oh, it was less a, money. Okay, it was less yeah, money. Yeah. At some point, it's going to have to be a jump for making a yeah. – otherwise, I'm going to be a mechanic forever. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to have a family. Dude, like you I was at, like, I can't be – You look at Goose or Berluti, and I'm like, how are you guys still doing this? I don't get it either. And they raise families. And Dude. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't willing to do that. I wanted to make yeah. sure I was at home with my kid. And we were seriously talking about kids yeah. at the time. And I was yeah. like, here's this opportunity. And I was I like, and I wouldn't have to – I wouldn't have to deal with the – Oh, I'm gonna leave Blake to work for Dean. Or yeah, sorry, Dean, yeah, I'm not gonna work for yeah, you. I can yeah. continue to work for Blake. I didn't have to yeah, deal with that. Yeah. I was like, that's right. awesome for me because I was like, they're, I'm friends with both of them. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to do that. So I was like, you know what? Something's telling me. Uh, yeah, for me, like Lou Lopez came to me and said, "Hey, man, I got a job opening. What do you think at Parts Unlimited?" I'm like, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, sure." And sometimes, like, I'm weird, like with that. If I I get little omens or feelings, like, I, well, I, clearly, I've I, kind I, of I, gone I, with I, my gut. At Jeff Ward, you got yeah, one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And okay. it's never steered me wrong. So I was yeah, like, yeah. something's telling me to do it. So I did it, and right. it ended up working out awesome. So. And then you came up with the tiny grip idea. Yeah. Somewhere Here we go. Here we are. Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool career. Yeah, it's great. I mean, again, like, I won a national, and I won the summer cost cheese ball, and I got a couple heat race wins, but I cannot imagine winning a national title. And, and, and I mean, and like, to me, a national title, and you know, that's when you're working hard as a mechanic. That's yeah. real skill. Supercross title's great. Don't get me wrong. It takes right. a lot of skill to that. But 17 races. Dude. Not 24. Yeah, exactly. And in the heat and the mud. And, like, to, to win a national title to me, that's just the top of the, of the, of the mountain for me as a mechanic. You know, that means you're just a And that's something I think, ass, uh, so. like, I never really respected it when I was a mechanic. But then when you get a win, you're like, wow, that was so hard. To, yeah. Like, you, you saw what your rider was doing. You saw how hard you had to work finally yeah. got a win it was great right to get a championship is is tenfold as oh, hard and then yeah. i couldn't imagine what it's like winning like a 450 supercross yeah. championship yeah, that's, yeah, yeah i couldn't imagine that either yeah. but no it's great it's, i mean honestly um, like it's a great thing to, to have a, this to be proud of just like, it, yeah, it is like, it is a huge accomplishment i mean history people, of the books you know? like unless you've done it or or do it people don't really understand right. how hard it is right. to do because so many things have I'm to jealous. go well i'm jealous cool. it's great that's what yeah. i do try no. to make you jealous um it's awesome yeah for sure so and uh, so, yeah, ProTaper, ProTaper.com? Yeah, ProTaper.com. And, yeah, I'm going to hopefully continue to try to expand the product line and, and grow the brand. That's my job. Wait, one last question. Yeah. Because uh, our food's waiting downstairs. Ooh, great. One last Let's question. End this quick. Yeah, one last question. So, and, I, I, and this is interesting for me to talk to guys like this. So, uh, you know everybody in the industry. Uh, you raced and, raced and rode forever. You worked as a mechanic forever. You're at ProTaper now. Your job is to sponsor teams and riders and yeah. to give them money. Yeah. Um, or not, and product or whatever, but you have to say no. You have to pass on things. That How's is, that? That's honestly one of the crappiest parts about it because I am forced to unfortunately say no a lot, but the yeah. way I look at it is I would rather – if someone calls me, I'll pick up the phone, or if someone emails me, I'll tell them. So essentially if people ask for stuff and I can't do it, I'm not going to – that's the one positive I can take from it and okay. how I deal with that part of the job is, like, I don't string people along for months and don't answer my phone calls so they don't know what's going on. I'll simply tell you, yeah. no, no, it ain't happening. Yeah. And that, Which people I would in hope, industry do that. But, and I would yeah. just, yeah, it, and you know that. In the industry, yeah. that's huge. But that's what I hope 
people can understand at least when obviously I'm giving you bad news. I have to tell you no, but yeah. at least hopefully they can say, well, at least he told me the first day. Yeah. Like he yeah, was yeah. straight with me. He told yeah. me he didn't heart me along for two yeah, months yeah, because yeah. that happens on the daily in the industry yeah. and it's so annoying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's obviously a shit part of the job, but I try to be as honorable about it as I right. can, I guess you can say. Yeah. So it's that tough. way, it's if tough like, part. hey, obviously, okay, pro taper money's out of the question. Hey, he told us no. Let's go somewhere else. Yep. Let's see if we can do something else. Yep. Not just wait on what's going on with pro taper for two yep. months. What's the most frustrating part of your job? Um, probably just delegating workload and um, des- like design stuff. Yeah. So you know, dealing with designers or they're a different type of person. You have to know that. Like, you know, they've obviously been working on something for a while before they show it to you. And when yeah. they show it to you, they think it's done. Yeah. So when you have to say, no, let's move this there or let's try that there, you have to be very um, creative on how you deliver your, your response, I guess you can yeah, say. Yeah. Because I, creative. and that was, that was, well, that was bad. My personality is, again, I try not to bullshit. So yeah, I was like, yeah. dude, that ad sucks. But you can't say that. <laughs> so that, that part for me is difficult and hard to try right, to change right. my personality right. to do that. Yeah. But, um, but it's cool. Like, I mean, just producing, coming up with products yeah. and seeing them come to market and marketing them and then seeing them sell. And, you know, that's how yeah. I get paid now is if Pro Taper hits a certain sales number, then I get a bonus. So yeah. that's my motivation now. And it's it's cool. I can, I have, I'm not, I don't go to as many races yeah. anymore. So I got time with my family and I right. can do things like race Loretta Lens. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. For sure. Um, and, and how about the, how about breaking up bars and sprockets? How do you feel about that? What do you mean breaking them up? Like or teams or different oh, teams? How do you feel well, about that? Well, I I obviously hate to do it and try yeah, not no, to do I it. No, I know, yeah. Um, because I, I I have vortex guys with me and that's they don't like it either. Like it's one it's of their, so yeah, it's yeah. but it's so hard and and like yeah I I I try not to at all. But right. sometimes you know for instance some of the husky deals there's they have a global deal with super super sprocks yeah. and I had to take sprockets out of the agreement a little yeah, bit yeah. and but I was you know I've well this is a bit more than what people need to know but i've no, done some anyway you no, know they do need to know yeah it's 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 difficult yeah, it's and di- i try it's, never it's, to do yeah, it but yeah, it to me yeah. handlebars are more important people see a handlebar yeah, and, a, the bar and a bar pad, pad right. way more before they yeah. see a sprocket or a swing arm right. sticker so and how do you feel on the crossbarless bars versus the um like how well, that here's mean? the weird thing me like renthal doesn't like it you know they built their name on their twin walls and, and they don't yeah. like it but some riders love the feel of it we know teams out there that just run a dummy crossbar we know it goes yeah. the other way too yeah so well with me at least a- as a rider i loved the cross i love the crossbar because yeah. it's what i'm used to looking yeah, at yeah. but now that i've worked at pro taper and i've learned a lot about it there's there's no way on this earth you can make a crossbar handlebar as strong as a handlebar without a crossbar it's impossible Really? Yeah, it's impossible because okay. that what that crossbar does is basically is is makes the entire handlebar rigid and it makes it to where the bar can only flex from those crossbar mount points yep. outward. Yep. So that's what is that's, that's what, what breaks. that's what yeah, breaks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you saw Villo sure. break his twin wall at uh at that you know yeah. his last GP and Aldridge broke a twin wall at um Santa Ana yeah. this year, um they that's one of the reasons why you see a fat bar or a, a handlebar without a crossbar on like all of Roger's bikes yeah. like because typically typically you can bend a handlebar much worse without a crossbar than you can with yep. it'll break sooner with a crossbar so yep. that's a lot of the reasons why you see race teams without crossbars is because you yep. can finish the race or you'll see a crossbar there but it won't be attached it exactly. won't be bolted on well that's yeah, one way yeah. to make it work too yeah. so if you have a crossbar and you hacksaw it your handlebar essentially gets stronger yeah. because yeah. it'll bend more before it breaks. Yeah, absolutely. So interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, BTOSports.com, RacerX podcast, presented by Fox Racing with uh, Pro Tapers, Paul Parabinos. Nice career you've had. Nice, interesting uh, journey to the to where you are now, um, from uh, not training and getting <laughs> tired to the t- t- tiny grips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> all right, thanks, Paul. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Steve.
This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years.